This is Together 24-7, episode 74. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we, we work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I am your co-host, Barry Cohen. I am your co-host, Catherine Cohen. Welcome, Catherine. Welcome, Barry. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you, too. You went networking this morning without me. You didn't get up for networking. Well, you were working late last night. Very, very late last night. So I have permission? Does our, does our business partner... On that other thing, does he listen to this podcast? He might, so shh. He was being a jerk yesterday, so that's why you had to work late last night. It is. Anyway, let's anyway. talk about good stuff. So our guests today are Mike Fisher and Ariane Fisher, well, the, the two Fishers, I guess that would be, <laughs> and their story mixed media. I almost got it wrong in the first take. Not I almost, I got it dead wrong in the first take because I looked at the Skype name and not... The company name, but I clearly mark it on my piece of paper. Sometimes it's just, it's sad being me. So they are an automated video storytelling company. They do, uh, they do automated video storytelling through the user generated content. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. And um, I want to find out more about it, but I want to talk a little bit about um, Mike and Ariane first. Personally, Mike has an aerospace engineering degree, University of Michigan. So go he's U like, of M. I don't go know. Blue. I don't know. Go blue. Is go it, blue. Yeah, okay. Michigan is go blue. Yeah, that that I knew. Shows you what I know. Um, yeah. The, actually, we got two brainiacs, so we have to pretend to be smart because Ariane has a mechanical engineering degree uh, from Stevens Tech in New Jersey. I don't have to pretend to be smart. Okay, you just keep saying that to yourself. Um, oh, you and Mike need to chat because uh, he is the former neighborhood garden club VP. Now, Mike, let me ask you a question. Uh, garden Club, was it like garden non-edibles or garden edibles? Uh, mostly non-edibles, but I'm, obviously a lot of people would grow vegetables and fruits or whatever. So so there you have it. So yeah, Barry, Barry's love is our backyard garden and it is pretty much all edibles. So you guys will chat one of these days. Sounds Both of good. you. 
(laughs) Both of you are into hockey. That's pretty cool. You, uh, Mike, you play for the men's league. And yeah, just the local men's league here. Is Uh, that the same as a beer league? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just making sure. (laughs) And, uh, Ariane, you like rollerblading. Yeah, and I also played hockey for a couple of summers. Yeah, uh, you since did. Our, you yeah, since our last things? baby, I haven't ventured out again, except in the backyard a few times. I, you, the, listening audience, the baby is six months old. I don't know what her excuse is, but whatever. Yeah, come on. Whatever. After a month, you should be out there just going at it. <laughs> now, here's here's a cool thing. Mike enjoys double black diamond skiing. Now, I don't do double black diamonds. I don't do single black diamonds. I'm kind of in the green-blue area. However, I don't ski anymore. Honey, tell the world why I don't ski anymore. Because you haven't made any arrangements for us to go to a ski resort during the winter months. No, that's not the reason. It's not? No. Oh, I don't ski. Yeah. The reason is my husband doesn't ski, so I'm looking for a ski husband. Mike, I might uh, send you an application to get you as my ski husband so I can find somebody to ski with. Anyway. Sure. If you can do the blacks, you can join us. Oh, okay. (laughs) I've got to work my way back up to there because it's been a long time. You guys are together 20 years. You're married. You have seven children. (laughs) Ages don't have a heart attack. Ages 15 all the way down to six months. And this is, I have to tell you guys, Barry printed out your bio and I hear him making these weird, like, uh, noises from his office. And I'm like, what the heck? And he points to, and let me, let me quote, uh, to our listening audience, seven deliveries without any meds, six home births. I guess, <laughs> I guess playing hockey. Did he leave off the point where he, the part where he delivered one of them? It's, oh my it's gosh! Not there, no, no. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, so Mike, you that memory out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a story, Mike. You've got to start telling us about that one. Oh, it's. I mean, basically, she was going into labor. Um, she had a history of a lot of false labors, so we tended. This was baby number five at that point. We decided I didn't, you know, not want to call too soon. Um, our doctor who delivers at home called him, said he'd be on his way, and he didn't make it. So out came the baby, and uh, there I was to catch catch her as she came out. And um, I'm picturing you there with a the catcher's mitt on. I can see it. <laughs> not quite. I mean been through a few of those so I had a little bit of an idea of what to do although I tended never to look down while in that area while it was going on but um oh, so no. baby came out and we have a neighbor who's a paramedic I'd called her she made it over just afterwards and then the doctor showed up I don't know it was about 10 minutes after the birth so oh, figure oh, there's been right. billions of babies born without doctors it wasn't that big of a deal except for you because it was your first <laughs> So um, you, you guys have seven children, and since the oldest is 15, uh, I'm going to guess that they are all still at home. Do any of them help with Story Mix Media? Do any of them help in the business in any way? No, they're, no, they're, they're uh, other than, you know, helping us around the house so that we can work. No. Okay. We're still being for that. Okay. No unloading of boxes or anything. You can get, no. especially like the 12, 11 to 12 on up, you can get them to load and unload boxes. I only know that because that's what I used to do for my parents in the shoe store. So 
Just I'd rather like, have them do laundry. <laughs> uh, laundry is good too. Laundry is good too. So why did you guys start this business together? I know Ariane, you are a certified video editor, um, mm-hmm. an Apple pro certified video editor. I forgot the Apple part cause I'm a PC. Um, what, what made you start this company? Cause you started it. Mike joined you, um, later on. He, he joined you as the savior. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, um, I would say that it, um, you know, the original idea, our original startup was to edit people's home movies. And everyone thought it was a great idea. That that was why we started it. We were going to edit people's home movies. And everyone thought it was a great idea. Um, we had a launch party. We had 200 people there. Everyone there said they were our first customer. And, you know, it was a few months before Christmas. So I was like, oh, I'll get more equipment. We'll need to hire people. And because we're going to get all these orders for Christmas and we got two orders all together. <laughs> oh, so, you're, you're off and running there, huh? That's right. Yeah. Um, and so it took us a while to realize, you know, Mike came and he started learning about lean startup principles. And, you know, until we had something that people were willing to pay for, just having 200 people who thought it was a great idea does not build a business. And so he came in and that was when we pivoted, we switched, we closed down our original business and we pivoted to take the knowledge we had from it and build story mix media. That's and we actually, Mike, you could probably tell the, the story about the pony show of what we were going to, we were checking out different verticals to see what, what we actually wanted to specialize in. Well, I mean, our initial thought was before, going too far with the new idea of what we wanted. We were going to actually talk to a lot of potential customers first um, and put together what is called an MVP. And at the time, it was kind of a new idea, which stands for minimum viable product. So we put together what was dubbed, you know, potentially one of the ugliest websites ever for for weddings. Um, And we got started in the wedding business because we knew we could get a hold of some potential people to talk to. Um, the previous business, Ariane had had some success getting some wedding photographers as clients. So we had a way of getting a hold of, of brides. So we figured we'll get started in the wedding space. That's, you know, we have some understanding. We have some contacts there. We put together, a, a like I said, an ugly website and then just started going and meeting brides um, at cafes, coffee shops, calling them on the phone, wherever we could showing them our ideas on this website and seeing if anyone not only thought it was a good idea, you know, which of our ideas were the best ideas, um, how much they'd be willing to pay for it, et cetera, et cetera. And during that discovery process, we had one main idea that kept coming up over and over again is the one that Bride said that they would be interested in. And then we actually had three of them who said, hey, I'm going to write you a check. I'm getting married in six months or a year or whatever it is. And, you know, I want to use this service. So to us, that was a big, you know, big moment because we realized we don't really even have a product, but we have people willing to give us money. Um, and that was enough to say, hey, now we need to go out and validate and build this uh, idea and then take it from there and see how much we can ramp it up and uh, how much we can scale the business up. So that's where we got started. And then we also decided we really don't know what we're doing. So we need some help. 
and we applied to about 10 different um, accelerator programs, which if people aren't familiar with, these are pretty much classes where you go and you have business people who have been successful running startups or running businesses who mentor you for three months. They give you some money to get things started and um, they usually have like a, a whole program that you work through and you get to the end and then you get to do a demo day where you make a pitch presentation in front of potential investors. So um, now there's hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of these all over the country. When we did this in 2011, there might have been a couple dozen. So we applied to the ones that we thought would be good fits. We got accepted in uh, three or four of them and went down to Austin uh, for three and a half, four months. Um, Wait, let me interrupt to say how crazy that was right there. Yeah, I could Um, tell you how crazy that was. Yeah, okay. So first of all, our, our idea was that brides were writing us checks for was we were going to send them cameras. They were going to send them back and we were going to edit their wedding video. So, which was totally new. Like these handheld cameras had just come out. They were a new thing on the market pretty much. And so right away, that was crazy. We we're going to send out cameras, manage cameras, edit them. And so that, that was pretty different. But then um, Mike applied to these incubators and accelerators. And at the time we thought, okay, Mike will go. And I'll stay home with the kids because we had paying customers at the time that we still had to service our paying customers. And and we're like, OK, we'll apply. And there's one in Chicago. That's where we live. It'll be great. And he happened to mention after he sent it in, you know, by the way, I applied to the one in Austin. I was like, all right, you know, if you have to go for a few months, that's fine. And um, it was really, really crazy. He took how many connecting flights did you take to get to the interview? Like three or four connecting flights. They told him on a Sunday. He had to be there Saturday. It was crazy. He paid a thousand bucks, flew on there, and then flew back. I think it was like the same day or the next day or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we found out during the interview process, by the way, Ariane, you have to go too to this incubator. So And we had five kids. So And then um, – and it was in Austin. So it was completely crazy. Like we were just going by gut, you know, to do this. And we got very lucky. Um, Mike's parents agreed to watch the kids for the summer and I commuted back and forth. Wow. Yeah. We're all in kind of people. So um, we just said, you know what, let's just, let's just do it. And we did. That's all in. Yeah, that is, that is seriously all in. And uh, for our listening audience, there are, as you said, Mike, there are a ton of uh, of these incubator programs and these uh, accelerated learning programs all over. I know that the Phoenix Chamber of Commerce out here where we are does something through APS um, and a lot of the chambers of commerce. So if it's something that you're interested in, but you can hear, you know, Mike and Ariane's story. But if it is something that you're interested in, go check it out with uh, with your local chamber of commerce. And there are a lot of programs. So that's cool. Very good. Um, Ariane, it looks like you were an entrepreneur in the past. Um, Mike, it looks like you may not have been. Tell us a little bit about, Ariane, your entrepreneurial background. And Mike, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Um, If you want me to go first, I, you know, I thought it was really funny that Mike put on the incubator applications that he had done Mary Kay and I had done Tupperware. And I thought, well, geez, these are guys who run you know, like home away or, you know, like these huge companies, they're not going to care that I did Mary Kay and I did Tupperware. And 
Um, Mike said, you know what? Don't discount it because you learned about keeping inventory, motivating a sales team, making cold calls, um, pre giving presentations, meeting the needs of customers, coordinating packages, all these things that I learned that I was really kind of discounting. And you know what? All the things I learned on those businesses I've put into play at StoryMix. Absolutely. come into play. And and, you know, it's fun because people tend to think, oh, you're a cute little hobby business on the side. Isn't that sweet? And that was, uh, that was one thing that really got to me, you know, over the years, people kept saying, are you still doing that video thing? Just like they, they would say, like, are you still doing Mary Kay? Isn't that cute? And, um, and you know what? It was, those were real businesses. However, I was not successful at them. And the reason I wasn't was it wasn't in my heart. It wasn't something, you know, I was doing it, so I had something to do, but I didn't have, I, I think the word passion is overused, but I, I really didn't connect with why somebody would use them or um, feel strongly about them and driven to really deliver what I was selling uh, as compared to what I'm doing now with Story Mix. I really feel every couple should have a wedding video every family should have videos stories of their lives i'm passionate about it but i also feel like this should be part of somebody's life and that's where the difference is and when you can be successful as opposed to just doing a business absolutely and first of all I, and i just heard this this morning networking when barry wasn't <laughs> mary Kay has made more women into millionaires than any other company. So, uh huh. Don't discount the selling of the mm -hmm. very necessary mascara and the Mary Kay cleanser. And the other one is don't discount anybody who is starting their own business. If you're out there listening to the show and you haven't started your own business yet, don't discount somebody who did, you know, as you get up and running and don't hang out with anybody who's sitting there going, Oh, isn't that cute? You've started your little video business thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't hang out with those people. Make them go find <laughs> other friends. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. So, uh, Mike, did you, were, were you an entrepreneur? Did you do any entrepreneurial stuff or, or was it all these worked at four? Um, you worked it. Well, I mean, growing up, I would do, I did, I did things that, you know, kind of gave me that flavor. I mean, we used to put on bike races and charge kids, you know, money for selling, you know, we'd sell candy out of a refrigerator box and, uh, you know, we would just do stuff like that. And I used to think, oh, I want to have a, like, uh, you know, a sports, you know, store of my own someday, you know, in the back of my head, I always wanted to do something that, you know, where I would be my own boss. Um, and then I did try just out of college. I, I had a, a resume service business that I tried to work. Um, but it wasn't something I was passionate about at all and didn't know what I was doing. So, um, I did, you know, it, the other part of it was when I was working at Ford, my dad had worked at, um, Detroit Edison for 25 plus years. He was, you know, they used to make fun of him. He's, he, you know, if he ever got a cut, he would bleed blue. And then he got corporate downsized in his late 40s. And watching that whole process play out, I realized I didn't want to ever be in that situation. And I used to call Ford the golden handcuffs. And it was a great company. I have nothing bad to say about it at all. Um, I was successful there. But I knew that, you know, I was one of 350,000 people. Um, so 
although it's not straight entrepreneurship, I left Ford, um, quit my job, came to Chicago to become an options trader with no promise of even getting a job. And then when you're a trader, it's somewhat of an entrepreneurial in the fact that you make money only if you're successful. That's um, right. Nothing's given to you. So I did work for a firm, so it wasn't like I was risking my own capital and you know doing that. But it did. It was a going from three hundred thousand to a hundred person company where I sat next to the uh, guy, you know, the founders of the business. Um, got, was really valuable to teach me some lessons about you know building a company culture, how to deal with different personalities, how to you know how to just do some of the things that you need to in a small business. Um, all that being said, I, I had no idea what it was going to take to start your own business. And it's probably a good thing. If I knew everything that <laughs> we would have gone through, I probably would have never done it. So, um, that's the, that's kind of my background. And, you know, I was like in the bio, I said, I was a savior of Arian's company. I was one thing it's easy to do is work at a bunch of other companies and say, oh, if I was running, I'd do this and I'd do that. And if I was do, if I was making the decisions, things would be so much better. So you can kind of kid yourself into thinking uh, it's easier than it is. And that was definitely the case for me. Um, and then I discovered the cold realities of being an entrepreneur and running a business all by yourself. That's right. Ignorance, ignorance truly is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and then reality comes in. So how do you guys divide up the tasks? What do you do? What's the division of labor? Who does what? Um, how do you check in with each other? <laughs> well, I mean, if you could tell, we're both on Skype. Um, somehow we man manage to still have more babies, but we really don't spend, this is a little bit different than together 24-7. Ours is more apart 24-7. So um, if... Ariane's working, I have the kids. And if I'm working, she has the kids. So, you know, right now she's at the office and I'm at home. Um, in fact, I sleep in the office two nights a week and she sleeps in the office one night a week. So, you know, as far as that's how we're able to really take advantage of 24 hours a day. Um, but as far as work division of, you know, labor, I have this CEO role, which means I'm the chief bottle washer. I run payroll. Um, I do finances, the accounting. and He does clean the bathrooms. I do clean the bathrooms when Excellent. we eat. Um, <laughs> and then I have more of the strategic role where setting the goals for the company and what we're going to work on, what the projects that we have on for us you know, to hit and do the project management. Um, and then Ariane is more of like the COO and obviously with her expertise in the editing side of things, um, she, she handles more of those roles, which I'll let her explain. Yeah. So I run, so with StoryMax, our, our real, um, our major vertical is weddings. So we do send out cameras, but we also have an app, a mobile app and, um, all over the world send in video footage and we edit their wedding video so we have a production team that I'm in charge of as far as like sending out the cameras getting them back and then I actually wrote a software workflow so that all the footage from their wedding and photos that were filmed by their friends is put in an online storyboard and then 
um, they actually select their scenes and then our editors download it and professionally edit their wedding video. So I handle a lot of the debugging of the software, computer hardware upgrades, um, you know, managing the production team, and then also a lot of the sales. So I'm on the phone with brides a lot and emailing brides, doing email campaigns. I do the day-to-day -day sales a lot more and uh, Mike does more of the marketing side of it. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a lot of fun getting to actually work with the clients, even when, you know, sometimes they're not so nice, but there is a real joy in turning that around and a satisfaction, you know, after maybe they weren't happy and all of a sudden they get their wedding video and they cry tears of joy, not tears of anger. Um, <laughs> and, um, there's just such a satisfaction in that. Cause one thing we didn't touch on is why wedding video was so important to us is we choreographed our first dance for six months. We were practicing it and we didn't get a wedding video. So Aww. it was incredibly important to us, you know, for both of our grandmothers, it was their last event. Aww. And again, no wedding video. So it was just incredibly important to us to be able to offer this to every bride out there. And it means a ton. Like we've had people in Indonesia, Ireland, just all over the world. We've been having a bunch in Australia lately who use WebEx and get their wedding video that they couldn't get any other way. They couldn't afford it. So it just means so much to me getting to talk to these brides and help them cherish their memories. And I like the idea um you know, reading your website and listening to how you guys do it, the idea of the cameras go out and people send their pictures, you know, the wedding from yours and your guests perspective, as opposed to our wedding video, which we cut down from, what was it, like four and a half hours or something like that? Yeah, to, to three minutes. To like 20 minutes. Um, to you, that was yes. That. To you, yes. Done. Done. But, you know, it was the perspective of the annoying as heck videographer and the annoying as heck photographer it, you know, it wasn't anybody else's perspective. I like this idea. This is like so cool, so neat. And I'm going to ask a question that's completely off script here. But what is the strangest or most awkward video that you've oh, gotten that's a in? Good one. You know, I, we get that question a lot. And you'd be, I mean, I'm still surprised this day to how little absolute, like crazy, risque stuff. I mean, and I think that's partly because people know that it, the, this is going to be out there and the bride and groom are going to see it. So maybe they tone it down a bit. But Ariane could probably, she sees the videos. I don't see them all. I'm sure she's got some good examples. She doesn't bring them <laughs> home for you to see. What? Uh, uh, probably the worst was actually at Mike's cousin's wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? I'm not sharing the details of that one. But it was um, it was actually at the bridal shower. It was kind of funny. But um yeah, not sharing the details of that one. We don't, we really, I am surprised we don't get that much. I think we've only had one shower scene. So. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think, you know, out of the thousands we've done, I'm pretty sure we've only had one shower scene. And um, so that's pretty good. And, and I mean, we've had funny things like where um, bride called me up crying that the wedding video made her nauseous, that, that our editing nauseous and then she called back a week later and she apologized and she said i just found out it was morning sickness <laughs> oh funny. and then you went and told her how to give birth without how, any right. drugs how to give birth <laughs> and there's a little three-foot red-headed interruption there <laughs> not okay. a problem not a problem we've uh now i want to have a little more fun tell us what your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement has been and how you work through it <laughs> 
I don't know. I'll let Mike answer that if he's unmuted. Mm. Oh, I think one of when we first started at the incubator, um, you know, most of the mentors are come from digital startups and they really pushed us hard to build the app. And you know, we didn't disagree with that necessarily. We thought it was a good idea. We just didn't know how important it was at the beginning. But um, after we got started, we had the app and our app was, is always been just about another tool to get photos and videos into the, the couple's, um, project. And about a year after, you know, we launched, there was a number of companies that came onto the scene that launched apps and all they essentially do is just gather photos and put them in a gallery. Um, so they don't create a video. They didn't even have video. Or if they do, you can take like a 10 second clip and you just have this gallery. And Ariane was pretty insistent that, you know, we need to understand, you know, that this is competition and um, have an answer to it. And myself and our other co-founder, um, who's our CTO, we pretty much poo-pooed her and said, well, this is just a different market. These this is not competition. Our competition is people who want a wedding video and can't afford it or videographers, um, et cetera. And, you know, Ariane proved to be right. Um, Are you surprised that. about that? Was I surprised that she was right? Um, uh, at the time, yeah, I will say I didn't think uh, – I didn't think her analysis was correct, but she, she actually proved to be hundred percent correct. So I mean, as far as the way we resolved it is as CEO, I just made the decision and, you know, we kind of went with a two of two out of the three founders saying to go one way. And she just kind of sat there and just, you know, okay, that's what we're going to go with. Um, and then when it proved to be wrong, she lets us know it quite <laughs> regularly when something else comes up, you know, like, if we have a disagreement and it's a good thing to remember though, that, that just because one out of three, um, has a certain opinion, they might be right. And we really need to consider it. And did this carry over into your personal life at the time? No, 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 no. It's strictly, strictly business. You, you yeah, had, you had the disagreement, got through it and, and went home and, and kissed each other. Good night. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and all the kids. Yeah. And all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, let's go to the flip side of that. Tell us some of the joys that you have working together. You want to handle that one, Ariane? Huh. Don't think too hard. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think one of the biggest joys is when we hit targets that I feel are you talking specifically about working together or? Yeah. Um, so let me think. I feel like one of the biggest joys is when, so Mike's CEO and he sets targets for the team. Um, I feel like one of the biggest joys I feel is like pride in the team. When he has set a goal that is a stretch goal, that's not, you know, a given that we were going to reach. And as a team, we reach it and it's like all together, just a big joy in, um, sorry, pride in the team. Because, you know, 
we did this together. Like we've hit our sales goals. I don't know how many months in a row now. And I feel pride, you know, in that we hired the right people, that we trained them correctly, and that this is something we work together for. And every asset of the team, like every part of the team work together to achieve this. And it's like uplifting to know you're doing something right after you've worked so hard. I would say like one of the biggest joys to me was a national award we just won. Uh, we just found out about it last month that all together our team worked very hard. We were rated the number one videography company in the country by Wedding Wire, which is a trusted resource. We worked hard and got the most reviews of any videography company. And it wasn't like, you know, the it's very easy to get people months after their wedding to give you a review. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm sure entrepreneurs can relate to that. It's, yeah. It's hard for people unless they're angry to leave you a review. So to get these great reviews and a lot of them, the whole team worked hard. Marketing, sales, like everybody worked together, contacting brides. And it's not like um, it's not like something you just let go and you say, okay, well, we've got these awards, you know, we've gotten these reviews. Now we don't need to get reviews anymore. No, you do because people want to see that you're constantly providing good service. And it's not only that, it's that um, they read the reviews. It's not just like, oh yeah, I used them and it was good. It was their customer service is excellent. They're on top of things. They respond right away. And that really it was a joyful recognition because it's something we all work together on. And if they're anything like me, I always sort reviews in date order. I want to see the most recent. Right. Yeah. Yep. To me, that's really important. So you absolutely right. You need to keep getting those reviews. And how many times have we gone to like a restaurant, you know, and then you go back a couple of months later, you know, they, they open, they got these great reviews and then you go back later on and it's like crap because they mm -hmm. didn't keep it up. And that, that the award is an amazing testament to the work that you're doing and the fact that you recognize, hey, we have to keep getting these reviews over and over and over again because we have to keep hitting that bar and then going beyond that bar. That is that is something entrepreneurs out there, you guys need to recognize and, and go for. And now tell us yeah. – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to add just that there is a challenge being a uh, in a startup that is not where you don't meet people person in person. It is more challenging to get reviews, but at the same time, people want to see a review of your business because they want to know it's like their friend told them to use it. Because we're asking them, we get paid upfront. We get paid, you know, we have free products. We have several hundred dollar products. If somebody's going to lay out several hundred dollars, they want to know it's worth it. So they want their friend to tell them or they want another bride online to tell them. And you know, it's very powerful to get this review. Okay. And, and it absolutely, I'm sorry, I got distracted there for a second. The, the, the reviews. I was, are, I was pointing to something yeah. on the paper. Sorry. So Kat, Catherine distracted me. It's yeah. my fault. <laughs> so um, I was going to just going back to the re reviews. They, they are just so important that for listeners, I don't care what business you're in get reviews from your clients and, and have them all over the place, whether it's Facebook, Google, Yelp, Angie's List. I don't care what it is. Your, you know, your, your target market's main website, like the bridal websites in your case. These are important places to have those reviews. So with that, let me also ask you, uh, what books are you guys reading at the moment or any particular business book that you would give um, a great review on that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? 
I'll take that one uh, because it's the book I bought for every single person on our team and I keep rereading it. And um, every time we hire somebody new, I get them the book. That's how important it is to me. Uh, and Mike is the one who first got it for me. It's called Score for Life. And Mike, do you remember? I think it was written in the early 2000s. And yeah. maybe you could tell something late, like that. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's not a work-life balance type thing in no offense to work-life balance people, but um, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't think there is such a thing. I think you have to be focused when you're at work and you have to be focused when you're at home. So I think the whole notion of balance doesn't, doesn't sit with me. Um, and this book is all about how to achieve, how to achieve what you want and still be sane. That's my cliff notes on it. And, but it's funny because the S is, um, oh goodness, now I'm, now I'm forgetting what the S is for, but C is for concentration. And then it's it's all things not related to work. It's optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. And else, S is like self, um, goodness, I can't remember. Self-confidence. That's what it is. So, Thank you, um, Mike. Thank you. And <laughs> definitely. But it's how to achieve the things you want and think big picture not and and that's something Mike really excels at that I do not and that's why years ago we had talked about possibly me being CEO and being COO but I am all about the details and he is much better at big picture so um, score is really good for thinking big picture and then breaking things to to make sure you want to you can achieve what you want to achieve fantastic and listeners we'll have a link to that book on our website um, because it sounds like a fantastic book and I'm Kind of thinking I'm going to be picking it up myself. That'll be yeah, cool. I think it's out of print, but you can find it. We'll, Amazon, we'll find it. Books. Amazon. Yeah. That's that's yeah, what. Uh, that's where I get it. Uh, Amazon. Yeah. What, what is the thing that we? The blue thing. It's a Kindle. Called, that's Catherine, what it's called. Kindle. The blue thing. Mm-hmm. It, I I put the Kindle in a blue case for her, so it's it's the blue. It's thing. the blue thing. I mean, come on, you know. It's the blue thing you take and then on I the was, plane. And then I was making a motion like I was opening a book, so he knew what I he knew what I was talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Read my mind. Yep. Right. I, I say that too. Yep. And if you could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would that be? I would say believe in yourself. I don't know if Fish would, might have something much, or Mike, I call him Fish, might have something much more eloquent, though. Does he, call, does he call you Mrs. Fish? <laughs> no. No. Um, I'd say you just got to go for it. Um, you know, lots of people talk about wanting to do something someday. I mean, in my life, I mean, made, I made three big leaps of faith. Getting married, which was the best decision I ever made. Walking away from Ford was the second one. And then the third one was starting a business. And, and it, every time there were plenty of people who said I was crazy. Um, but I also never wanted to regret not trying something. And there's nothing wrong with working at, in corporate America for 40 years or taking a comfortable life. But for me, I, there's a Teddy Roosevelt quote, famous quote about, you know, wanting to be, look back and go know that you've fought the fight and, you know, giving it your best and never regretting. And I think that's the same thing um, with the business. You have to, you're, you're you got to just go for it and you don't know what's going to happen, but that way you don't regret it um, and not be timid. One of Steve Jobs quotes is, you don't always have to be right. You just have to make a decision um, and you just keep moving forward and 
you know, every time you try to get a little bit better, but you just, you got to go for it. If you have this inkling that you want to get in the business, you don't know what you're doing, that's fine. Give it a shot and you'll never regret it. Very true. Very true words. Otherwise, you just, I, I like to say to people that we coach, you're rearranging the pencils on your desk. Stop making sure that the pencils all line up. Get up and do something. Yeah, I have to brag on Mike for a second here because that's why he's such an awesome CEO because he he can see where we need to be by a certain time and get us there and and work backwards and figure out, you know, what we need to do, the sacrifices we might need to make personally and professionally to get us there, but that's why we're here. You know, we we've done what we needed to do to keep keep the doors open and to keep growing every year. And that's, um, Ariane, what you said was huge. You start with the end goal in mind, work backwards, small steps. What do you have to do? What is the goal before the goal? What do you know? What is the goal before that? What do you have to do? All the small steps all the way back to right now and then move forward. So thank you for, for giving us that, that roadmap. And now let's step away from business and go to the food round. Woo-hoo! Thank you for this for the sound effects. I can, I got plenty more. No, thank no more? you. Um, I'm just wondering if the Choya sound effects of the dog next door are coming through, but that's beside the point. Guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together? If you guys cook <laughs> together or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? <laughs> that is tough since we never hardly have meals together. Um, but the favorite meal together would have to be Sunday brunch uh, after church because it's the one time a week that we set aside and make sure that all the family is together for to eat. So it could be waffles, pancakes, French toast. Um, yeah, he was forced into learning how to make Belgian waffles since uh, I've been nursing so many times when I'm supposed to, I'm, I was usually the one who made them. So he kudos to Mike because he learned how to make waffles fantastically. Excellent husband. <laughs> Excellent Thank husband. You. And now, and, and Ariane, I know you can't answer this question sort of right now, except that the beer part, as I, as I understand it, you should, you can have a little bit of beer. It helps with the nursing, but when you're not nursing, <laughs> red, white, or beer? Oh no, I I'm bourbon. You're bourbon, I, excellent. I'm bourbon. I'm bourbon, and I, in fact, I went to a bourbon tasting ago, which was fantastic. So um, my my kids do get um, secondhand alcohol. Uh, just throwing it out there. <laughs> They're all fine, and um, they've all had bourbon. They've all had Jack Daniels. Um, they're fine. And, and it's true, they are. They are. I grew up Italian drinking wine, so that's pretty cool. And Mike, red, white, or beer? Uh, Beer without a doubt. Beer without a doubt. Very, very cool. So let's take a short break. And when we come back, Mike is going to give us his pet peeve. And it's a good one. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audio book. That's a free audio book and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. 
Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Catherine, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's pet peeve of the daytime. You love that, don't you? I do. You like you like when people complain. It's just so much fun because we could all feel it. I we could all you know uh, yeah most of these people can relate. So Mike, what is your pet peeve? Well, my biggest pet peeve is when someone lies right to your face and you know they're lying about it. Um, you know, just in general, when we hire employees, we tell them there's one offense. If you get caught lying, you will be fired regardless. There's no second chances. But it's funny in our business because we deal with customers. And, you know, we, they don't know how big we are. We have a customer service team. And sometimes I, you know, our will have been working with a customer and she'll just get to the point where she knows, you know, they're frustrated. There's nothing she's going to do. So she can kind of hand them off to me and say, oh, I have the CEO talk to you and I'll do that. And then, you know, 98% of our customers are wonderful, but sometimes you'd be on the phone and they're just telling you things that you're reading through that, you, you know, we're not fools we have everything documented and you can see what has transpired and they'll tell you oh you know the cameras didn't work well you know we, we you know we complained about them and we put in an email and I'm, you know or whatever it is and you're like ah, i know you're lying i'm not i can't call you out on it but <laughs> you're geez, right why why are you lying to me it is not helping it's not going to help you anyways not in any way, shape, or form, and that can be very frustrating in business. So we just got to work our way around those those frustrations. So Mike, Ariane, thank you so much for being our guests on the show. It is Story Mix Media, and the website is storymixmedia.com. We'll have up on the show notes page all of the wonderful places that you can get in touch with Mike and Ariane. If you're out there and you're getting married, um, storymixmedia.com if you know somebody who is getting married or even I'm going to guess when you do those wedding renewals and you know the Mm -hmm. vow and the 50th anniversary and all those wonderful beautiful moments in time that you just want to save uh, this is the place to go or use for evidence or use (laughs) only my husband would say that or use for evidence but guys thank you so much for sharing how you are together 24-7 or Actually, in your case, not, but it's still you're running your business together and running your household together. It's a lot to do, and you guys are doing it well. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. And we'll catch everyone next time. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. 
And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.